What's up, guys? Welcome to Roaring Podcast, where we interview experts in tech and product management, providing insights and tips on how to digitize and automate your business processes. My name is Jesper Kask, and I'm your host. Today, we're joined by Antti Larvala, head of development at Visma Science e-signing service, currently used by more than 2 million individuals. We talk about unnecessary processes and how to remove them, killing so-called bullshit jobs, cases where process automation has had great effect, and what the future of digitization holds for business. Enjoy. Okay, so hi, Antti. It's uh, great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you very much, Jesper. Uh, so... The first question, we'll dive straight into them. Uh, what do you love the most about digitization? All right, this, yeah, this is a complex but easy question to me. I'm uh, I'm a news junkie. I've been always a news junkie. I've been always learning new things and I've been reading a lot of news. And what comes with digitalization, uh, it's been giving me access to different news sources and possibility to learn new things even better. And when it comes to back back in old days, it required a lot of resources, and to me, it's perfect that I can get access to any, almost any news news sources anytime, and they're combining those informations and learning new things, and that's also a good thing for a lot of people. They've been having a similar access, so it's not any more question about the resources, but it's more a question how you use your brain. Mm. And we're here today to talk about processes and unnecessary processes in, in particular, uh, which is something that you're very passionate about. Uh, but what is an, an, an unnecessary process in your opinion? Okay, to, to me, unnecessary process is everything has to be killed. And every time when it requires manual labor and it requires a copy and paste function, mm-hmm. it kills the human creativity. It has to be killed. Uh, it, to me, it's more or less like a bullshit job. <laughs> and if you have reading the book from David Kraber, he's wrote a book about the bullshit jobs. And that's one of those things when you really kill human creativity, when you have a, those unnecessary processes where it's no benefit for any, any, anybody. Mm. So, so it's uh, basically sort of this manual, repetitive work uh, yep. that can easily be replaced today by machines, I guess. Uh, yes. And how do you avoid, as a company, ending up in in a in a business where you just have uh, loads of unnecessary processes? Yes. Uh, so every process where uh, it doesn't really require human creativity has to be either remove or automate it. So then you have to think about that, okay, do we really need these things? And that's one of those things. You're always thinking that, okay, how I get better? Every day I have to get a little bit better and how I can get better. And every time there's something manual, which is repeating every day, uh, it requires human forces then go and think about again mm. has to be some other solution so you have to work smarter every day mm. so you have to have sort of an uh, optimization mindset in every aspect yes. of the business because then even the small company could, could automate a lot of things 
but it requires how you do and you decide that what you you really need and what you don't really need and uh, why you're doing the things you don't really need if if you don't have an answer why you doing that except that it's being always like that mm. just kill it <laughs> Uh, and what does the removal or, or automation of uh, these kinds of processes, what does that enable in a company? Okay, so it means to me, just work smarter. Every time it works, work smarter. And if you, if you think about the automation, uh, then think about that. Why, what are the benefits? Like benefits could be your prices will go down if you automate a lot of things your employees will be a lot happier if you automate a lot of those manual things what are just bothering your employees or your customers if you're asking them to repeat over and over again same things that is one of those things that you have to automate or like if you've been contacting the telephone call with the call center or any of the large companies and you talk with someone and then they said, okay, uh, we don't know that, but I'm going to transfer your call to somebody else. And then you start over again, the same things. That those things, if you could automate, your customers would be a lot happier. And usually the happy customers are more productive ones. And you're going to earn a lot more. Mm. Happy employees and happier customers. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh... Uh, as the head of development at, at Visma and, and the e-signing service, uh, as you're working on currently, um, do you have any examples of the effects uh, in, in different businesses or companies that the sort of automation can have? Yes, I do. And I have a first-hand experience by myself. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was moving from one flat to another. And I was doing moving by myself or with my friends. I rented a van. A couple of days before uh, moving day, I went to online site for the uh, small company, size about 20 employees, and they are renting a van. And I selected the price, I selected the location where I'm going to pick up the van, I paid the price, and then did a strong authentication and signing a contract with them. And the day when I what I was moving, I went to a place, I found the car over there, and they sent me an SMS message which opened an online online site link, and I could check the car, I could see if there's a dent somewhere, I took a pictures about the car and said, okay, these dents were before I've been driving, and then everything was ready, I just opened the cars, uh, car doors from the online site, and I found a key, then I was doing my moving stuff, and when I was going back home, returning my car, did the same thing on the opposite side. So taking pictures, showing that there's no dents, and this, then I closed the door and put the keys inside the car, and that's it. And the, the good thing is that there's no, there was no human action whatsoever, except my own labor. And that was a happy experience. and. I was renting a car for 36 hours mm. and paid 170 euros. Mm. So it was almost nothing. And a small car like company like that, 20 employees could afford, afford that kind of service whole, for whole Finland, which is amazing. They have like a thousand cars, but only 20 employees. 
and that's one of those automation things what I really love. Or another example, a large scale company, insurance company, if and if you have an insurance, and when you like to terminate your insurance, you have to really sign terminate your documents and sign the document. On a previously, they've been having a paper based processes, and that's been costing somewhere around twenty to uh, eighteen to twenty euros a piece. And they, what they did, they created the online site where you fill out the form. And then you sign an agreement online. And the thing is that they are sending the information directly to another company. When I'm going to terminate my uh, insurance, they are sending the information for your billing department, your marketing department, and your insurance department. Everything is automated. And the, currently, the cost of the one termination is somewhere around one euro. And if you have her every month, somewhere around 8,000 insurance terminated, then you can do the calculation that 18 to 20 euros times 8,000 or eight, one year and 8,000 8, terminations. <laughs> you do the math. Yeah, that's so a huge it's, savings. It's one of those amazing things. I love it. Mm. Yeah, so basically in both of these examples, just taking manual steps and... and uh, um, physical visits and uh, snail mail and whatever and just making it 100% digital. Yep, yeah. exactly. And the cost cost savings, like you said, in, in the insurance case is, is obviously huge. Uh, but in, in terms of uh, trying to create an organization, we touched upon that just previously, but in terms of trying to create an organization where this is sort of a habit of... of uh, trying to automate and digitize and, and removing these unnecessary processes. What's required from a cultural standpoint? Is there anything that you need to sort of bring with you in, in, in a business to make sure that this is something that is continuous and happens over time? Okay, so the thing, what I've been always saying, and I've been saying in, in my current position, but I've been saying also in my previous positions that work less but smart. That should be the motto for everything. Mm-hmm. And always question yourself almost every day. Why I do this? Is there something better way to do it? And then create a mental map. What will be the ideal solution for you? Mm. But if you're just building the ideal solution, you don't reach that ideal solution unless you build step-by-step processes over there. How I could do things a little bit easier. And always test it. If it works, continue. If it doesn't work, then try to fix it and then do it again. So repeat, repeat, find the correction, all the good things. So this is HL development. So every time build, build, build fast, fail fast. Mm. So always test it and always question yourself that, okay, is this really necessary or do we have to do something else? Or why I'm doing this. Okay, so so a continuous iteration as well, but uh, to, to ensure that you keep optimizing all the time. Exactly. Yeah, and, and uh, that's that interesting for you to say because a lot of guests have been saying the same thing that you should sort of not make it into a, a huge project and, and try to fix everything at the same time, uh, but sort of go step by step. Is that what you're saying as well? 
that's my recommendation. So we've been building a lot of stuff and always the small steps yeah. because then you're learning that you're not doing the big mistakes. So, and then you're seeing that you might have a one goal, but then when you're building something, you decide, okay, this is the our first idea. It's not really the correct one. We should re-correct our idea. So to me, it's being always like a sailing. So you have a destination and you have a route map. But when you start sailing, you don't know exactly what kind of weather you have it. You might have a really bad weather and you have to redesign your route. And during your course, you're redesigning again that how I'm going to reach that goal. Mm. And, and where should companies start in general? I mean, it's difficult to say because every business is, is different and have different challenges and whatever. But where should different they normally start when they're sort of trying to digitize and automate processes? Uh, where they should start? That's a good thing also. That's, it's always you have to have some kind of vision where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. And then think about that. Okay, what are the requirement steps what we have to do? So that that is a, those things. And then seeing your existing processes and then not really trying to copy all of those existing processes, but building your new process, how to reach that goal. So that w- that is almost every line of business, same, same routines has to happen. So almost starting like a, like a map out division and then almost like an audit of the processes that you have and which ones are closest to the vision and, and which ones yeah. are the furthest away. Okay, yeah. Um, and what does the future look like in terms of, of digitizing and automation? Uh, automating business processes in your in your view so what comes for digitalization is being it, it, everything moves so fast and like when i'm lo- looking back 10 years ago and comparing that for the last 100 years a lot more has happened during the last 10 years than what happened during the past 100 years mm-hmm. uh, what i'm looking for the next three years there's going to be even a lot more will be happening. And when it comes to automation, one of the things is that right now, when it comes from automation, everybody's still thinking about that. That is a game for the big players, big companies, but actually it's not. It is a possibility also for the small companies. And there's coming more and more no-code solutions. So that it doesn't really require coding skills. It requires more mental skills how you're doing your process better and trying to develop your services better every day. Uh, so that again goes back to my motto that work smarter, work less, work smarter. So that is a rewards are coming there. If you're working smarter, you're gonna get a lot more more automation, you're gonna get a lot more benefits. And if you're building something based on the, the big waterfall mental mindset that you have a big goal and then you're reaching trying to reach that in a year or two you are failing fast you're failing you're you're totally failing so you have to build small steps small incremental steps while you're building Mm. and uh, what kind of fundamental changes do you think we will see 
as to how we do things, especially in business, do you think will happen in the next three years, like you mentioned? So there's going to be a lot more things are automated in our line of business. Uh, it will mean, for example, the smart contracts. When you're signing a contract after that, there's going to be a lot more automated things what will take place. The blockchain agreements are a good example. So when you sign a contract, then, then a lot of things automatically continues from there. So you don't have to have any manual things. You don't have to have any anybody saying that, okay, now the customer has signed a contract. Instead of that, things will start happening. The sales process will start, you know, order processes. So any, any of those things will happen. And it depends on the line of business, but things, when you give a access to somewhere, give a access to someone, then the things will continue from there. Mm. And what would you leave the listeners with if we were to round off now, uh, as we're coming up on time? Uh, what would you leave them with as your best sort of takeaway from this interview? I think, like in being repeating this one, work less. <laughs> But smart. <laughs> so think about always what you do and why you do. And then trying to think that how I will be more productive. Do not repeat those manual labor things. Try to avoid all of those things. So you're going to be a lot happier by, by yourself also when you don't have to repeat those things again. Mm. And you can focus on, on what you do best and, and what you want to do, your core business. Exactly. Super. Well, that's awesome, Monty. Anything else you want to you wanna add in? Uh, it's been pleasant to be here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things we have to talk more and listen more. Mm, good. I, th- I hope that people listen to what you're saying now, then. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Santi, for joining us. It was great having you on, and, and I look forward to, to seeing you soon again. Thank you. You've been listening to an episode of a Roaring podcast by Roaring IO. Feel free to share it with your friend, colleague, or peer if you liked it. If you wish to stay connected to us, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.